Hello and good day, marvelous podcast family. I hope that wherever you are in the world, that you are healthy, that you are happy, that you are making the most out of these trying times on the planet. I am sending you all of my love, good wishes, and support through the airwaves. I am doing as many podcasts as I can to find empowering perspectives on this situation. If you want to support the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Please share on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever. You can support on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair, you can join the academy and get access to the absolutely phenomenal Soul Compass course that will teach you how to use your natural GPS system to create a life of of meaning, purpose, and extraordinary living by your own definitions. And you can get that at bit.ly forward slash mindbodyspirit21. And during this time, I'm doing a pay as you want. So just DM me, uh, send me an email anywhere, matt at zenathlete.com. Let me know what you can pay. Happy to put you through that course and get you access to all the amazing exclusive content and training over there. And for those of you guys who are interested in coaching, just hit me up, matt at zenathlete.com. Some people want to use this time to do courses and level up, and I am happy to support you. So I hope that you're doing well. Let's get into this amazing episode, but first, let's come to a state of peace and coherence. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose, filling every cell, every muscle and fiber of your being with peace, joy, empowerment, strength, inner knowing, and ready to take on this amazing episode. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is an entrepreneur, life coach, speaker, and retreat facilitator. In 10 years, he has coached over 2,000 clients and grown and sold two six-figure businesses. He is the CEO and facilitator of Training Camp for the Soul, a transformational retreat for emotional healing and resiliency. He also personally coaches entrepreneurs feeling run down by their businesses and helps them shift to experience more fulfillment and freedom in their lives. Welcome to the show, Chris Marhefka. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, man. It's so great. I'm so excited to dive in. We've had a couple brief conversations. We were connected by the man, Mark England. He always gives me amazing people, you know, doing amazing work in the world. And in our short conversation that we had kind of catching up last week and learning a little bit about each other, you've done a lot, man. You know, you've experienced success like time, like over and over, you know, you've worked with a ton of clients. You have a huge diverse background. And so, why don't you just um, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and like how you came to training camp from the soul for the soul and where you are and like why you're doing the work you are today. Yeah, absolutely. I, I imagine like, like many people on your show, the, the journey is long and winding. I, I was uh, coming out of college and going the, the route that I was told I should go. I was going into finance and doing the whole suit and tie and, and the meetings and, and uh, frankly, was completely miserable. I, I found myself unhappy all the time. I, I gained a ton of weight, um, and I eventually uh, I quit that to to travel and to explore, and and actually ended up uh, landing back in Florida. And I started up uh, my first gym, um, and so that was my journey into entrepreneurship. It was like it was like school of hard knocks. I was like just right in and. Um, from day one, I, 
I recognized that no matter how hard I worked, I was appreciating the freedom and the fulfillment of growing something of my own, of, of uh, driving in the direction that I want to go, helping people the way that I wanted to. And so that was, that was really my first step into this, into this life of fulfillment. And what happened as, as goes many entrepreneurial journeys is that um, somewhere along the line, I, I lost sight of, of why I was doing it. And I, I started growing a company and I started growing businesses. And, and it wasn't that I wasn't, uh, it wasn't not being passionate about the work anymore and not caring. It was just, uh, I, was, I was finding myself, putting myself last, not taking care of myself personally and really looking at the business as my, my baby, my child, as many entrepreneurs do. Um, and, and through a series of, of being an entrepreneur for 10 years, I, I grew that, um, the gym to, to very successful. I ended up selling it recently. And I, I also started a nationwide healthy meal delivery company, grew that, um, and sold that as well. It was, uh, actually when I did training camp for the soul as a participant, um, which, uh, I, I'm. So you've had a, a not the founder. And then I think also Mike Bledsoe, my other business partner. Um, I met Mike uh, first about two years ago. And this guy's just got an energy and aura about him. I was at this business conference for health entrepreneurs. And he's just sitting there outside smoking a, a hand rolled tobacco cigarette with his shirt off in the sun in Austin, Texas. And I'm like, <laughs> hmm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm at this point in life where I'm just stressed and I'm working 80 hour work weeks and I'm literally just escaping to this conference just to get away for a little bit. And I'm carrying all this weight and this pressure on my shoulders, on my back. And I, I haven't taken time for myself and, and who knows how long. And, um, so I'm there and I'm like, Hmm, first I was triggered. <laughs> he triggered me. It was like, who does this guy think he is? And, um, and then, and then I asked him, I was like, man, you have a energy about you that's very different from everyone else here in the very serious tactical business side. And he told me, he's like, if I were to recommend one thing, he's like, go do training camp for the soul. He had just gotten out of it maybe four months ago uh, when I met him. And he's like, everything shifted. My perspective, my view on business, relationships, life. And I was like, huh. And then I went home and I got back into my same routine. And um, yeah, back to being stuck and miserable, miserable. And eventually, uh, later that year, about towards the end of that 2018, I had this, this just massive breakdown, uh, emotional, um, just completely unfulfilled and wanted to burn everything to the ground. At this point, I had, as I described, I checked all the boxes. I had, I had the wife, I, I had the house, I had two successful businesses. I had a lot of great friends and a great community and people that love me and that I love them. And yet there was still something missing for me. And, um, I had just, uh, started self-sabotaging myself because I, I feel, I felt like this need for more. And I was like breaking things and, and just subconsciously just burning this all to the ground because I knew that it wasn't me. There was something really missing. I came to find out that that thing that was missing was the true me was, was my heart was, was what I 
actually desired to be doing. And, and, uh, Fortunately, um, I had a call with a knot, my discovery call, and I was still resistant, but she broke through that, that stubbornness. And uh, I actually did the program um, a year ago, so January of 19, and so much shifted for me. I, I lifted that weight of burden that I was carrying around. I shifted uh, the way I viewed myself and my responsibility to others. And and I acknowledged uh, during that time that there were some things in my life that needed to shift. And um, I, I was fortunate enough to have built myself out of both businesses to where I actually bought an RV and my wife and I, we traveled for eight months last year. Um, and during that time, as I was integrating all this from, from training camp, um, going on more journeys and explorations and experiences, and uh, recognizing that as I started to follow my heart, it wasn't in the direction that I was going. And mm-hmm. so during somewhere along the line, a few months later, I, I mentioned to Anat and Mike, and I was at the retreat helping them out. And, and I said, hey, look, this is, this is powerful work. And I want to help out in any way I can. Um, and so I just wanted to be close to this. I felt very called to what uh, what they were doing and, and the healing that was happening for, for every person that went through. And so, um, yeah, soon after I actually started, uh, started, uh, training and facilitating, and then eventually, um, taking all the business experience that I had over 10 years, I, uh, they asked me to become partner and CEO at the end of last year. And so now I'm living dream life and perfect day. Uh, I get to, I get to have beautiful conversations um, every day with clients. And I get to facilitate these retreats where helping people have these massive breakthroughs. Um, And I just feel this great sense of satisfaction and fulfillment and gratitude for, uh, for life. Um, Yeah. And so a lot of massive changes that led to me selling two businesses, selling my house, moving across the country. um, And, and ultimately actually uh, my wife and I, deciding it was time to transition our relationship so we've we've separated in the most beautiful way possible and that couldn't have been possible had i not gone through that inner work and and uh dealt with my own shadows um yeah that darkness so that was like long both business and uh personal emotional story but uh that's a that's a bit of it there's also plenty of other stuff thrown in there about my own personal history and some other stuff I've been doing along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm glad you shared that. And, and I know when we spoke, you did something in the fitness world too. Like you had a podcast and a show and we're on yeah. TV or some crap like that. Like you, <laughs> you're out in the, you just, that's like a brief part of it. There's a, there's a whole mm-hmm. nother section. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I, and maybe we'll get into it, but I, I really love how you kind of shared. It was like the hero's journey. It's literally the mm-hmm. hero's journey from start to finish. And so I think that the people that listen to this podcast and, and many people in the world, they're, they're in two spots. One of them is that, hey, they're, they're working a job and they want to go to fulfillment, right? Mm-hmm. They want to like, I want to do something meaningful. I don't know what that is. I don't know how to create a money around it. Um, I'm not sure what to do. Mm-hmm. The other guys, are just, they're already successful in business like mm-hmm. you work with. You work with a lot of entrepreneurs that have that money. I have friends you know, at Burning Man and other different spots, and they're super successful, um, but they're tied to their jobs. They're run down, and, and they always – 
it's interesting because they always justify it to me. Um, mm -hmm. But in the same thing, you know, they have one thing. What I've struggled with is the business side because I never saw the podcast as a business and ne it never clued in. I never mm -hmm. saw a Zen athlete in the book right, as a business. I just was like, this is good information. I wanted to get out there. But, um, you know, I, I have some marketing sense and some online sense, but I kept like creating more value and more value and, and really not looking after what I could do to grow it because I wanted to get to the next training experience. I wanted to get to the next travel experience, the next thing. And so it was a challenging experience in that way. And so, you know, when I describe it to people, they're like, Whoa, that's, that sounds scary, especially if they're used to having a certain financial income, if they have people that they need to take care of like a family. So that's what the shift was for me is, is having a daughter and having to really mm -hmm. think about things. Like I love doing the podcast and having these conversations, but if I can't provide for my daughter, then I have to really think about that. And so that's when I started the Academy and the courses and some online stuff, because it was necessary for me to start to share what I knew. Right. And not just do like uh, my partner likes to call the podcast, my volunteer job. <laughs> I spent a lot of time volunteering, man. And so I'm wondering if you could speak on that a little bit, because I think you've, you've had both worlds. How do you help somebody who's so in the grind and they can't get out of like, you, you know what I mean? When you're stressed out and working so hard and building a business and then later you'll be happy. And then the person who's like, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm living my life and I'm, I want to design it like on purpose. I want to be able to grow a business. How the hell do I grow a business? You know, what do you, what do you do? You know, how do you be successful in business? So take all that and give me a great answer. Beautiful. <laughs> Done. Done. So yeah, the, the, the first group is, is someone I'm, I'm very present to that I work with that I was myself. It's the person that is climbing that ladder oftentimes of business, their own business or someone else's. And at some point they get to the top or, or, or some area where they're overlooking or looking down, looking back and saying, this isn't exactly what I expected it to be. Or, or wow, I thought there'd be something more here at the top, at the, at the top of these pools of money that we're swimming in. Uh, um, and, and that realization is oftentimes what needs to happen. Because like you said, I mean, I justified it for many, many years of it was what I desired to be doing. I got into it for the right reasons. And the same way that um, the same way we have, we have relationships with other people and with ourselves, we have a relationship to our career or our, um, our purpose. And we also have a relationship to money. And so a lot of these things are actually beliefs that were, uh, were, were conditioned into us that we learned uh, before we even knew it. And we're just carrying out these beliefs. It, either this belief might be that um, simple one, the materialistic one, that, that you need to have all this money. You need to, to, to make, have a million dollars in the, in the bank before you can be happy. And it, it leads to this um, always seeking the next thing or the the old keeping up with the Joneses mentality that if I have this new car or this bigger house, like so-and-so, that will be the thing. And I work with Mark England. I rarely use absolutes, but that's never the case. <laughs> I know a lot of rich people and it's amazing. It's amazingly gratifying to have all, all your needs met, all, to not want for everything, to live in abundance and without the perspective shift that goes along with that of gratitude for having those things and realizing that those aren't the things without that shift, 
you're not happy if you're rich. You're not. It's not the things that are, are, are creating that joy or that fulfillment. And so there is a, a pain point that usually happens. And it happens a few different areas. Um, number one is family changes. Either you have a daughter, like, like yourself, you have you got a new life. Um, and so that means both providing from them, but also raising them and caring for them and spending quality time with them. That could also just mean a relationship. Someone new and important comes into your life and you recognize that you have no time for them. You have no energy. Um, and then another one that often happens is health. Uh, for me, actually, a lot of these happen at the same time, but health happens when you just recognize that you've been burning the candle at both ends. And as we're, when we're young, man, you've done some, some crazy physical stuff as well. Like, you know, you can push it hard. And there is a point where that often catches up and you're not sleeping. You're not eating well. You're maybe putting on weight. Maybe you're breaking your body like I was. Uh, and I was getting injured and, and um, I felt myself falling apart. I never felt good. And so it's some combination of that, that um, someone gets to enough pain to where they realize that like, oh, it's not about that money. And with that group, it's, um, I actually really like working with them because once they get to that pain point, it's an easy change. There's enough of a desire to say like, I use the example of, uh, would you, would you buy back 80% of your time for 20% of your income? And usually people are at, at that point to where like 20%, no big deal. Like that's all extra. Like I'm just buying stuff with that. And, um, the idea of, of buying a life back, like I did for myself, um, was worth more than any amount of money that I, I had or could conceive of that time. Um, that's how much pain I was in. And, um, so really what we do for, for that person is, is we first shift the belief. The belief has to be there that they are, they are worthy of their health. They're worthy of the, the love and time with their family and their kids and loved ones. They're worthy to be free. Uh, it's, it's strange. Um, it's, it's, I say it's strange because I had this belief I thought I had to be busy at every moment. And if I wasn't doing something productive, I had all this enormous guilt. Like I wasn't helping this person or I wasn't focusing on my business. And there's so much more that I could be doing. Um, and so by shifting that guilt, I was able to realize like, it's okay if I take a day off, a week off, it's okay if I'm not working every moment of every day. Um, and so that's really a belief change that happens first. And then from there, just uh, simple systems to, to eliminate, delegate, and automate the things that that person shouldn't be doing. And I mean, we use, we use a very clear-cut system of, of decision-making, of, of delegation, um, of hiring the right person to fit your need of... Um, yeah, just creating a business around someone to work in their zone of genius, as opposed to uh, being worked by their business. So, so mm. I'm, I'm the perfect case. I was, I was the entrepreneur that was wearing every single hat. At one point, I was, I was cleaning the floors of my gym, and I was doing all the training and doing all the selling and doing all the client follow-up. 
in my meal delivery service, there was a time when I was actually physically delivering meals. I was like, I was six, a, a successful entrepreneur at this point. And I was like, oh, I got to do this. Like so-and-so called out sick. I got And so like, I was just filling my time with all these things. And so um, we shift that, we support them with a business. A great example I could give is, is what I've been able to help Anat with, the founder of Training Camp. She's an amazing healer, facilitator. Like she's incredibly gifted and that's her life, life's work. And, and a lot of her time and energy was consumed by doing a lot of the uh, back-end business side that just didn't come natural to her. So we just built some, built some easy and automated systems. And it, it, rather than taking away from the experience, it actually added to it because she was able to focus more on the product and on the clients and on the work that she desired to do. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that group is, is so much fun to work with. And, um, that's what I enjoy, enjoy doing right now from an entrepreneurial standpoint, because I went through that whole journey and bought my life back. Um, and now I work a, a 10th of the time that I used to work previously and make as much or more money than, than I did before. Um, with the other group, um, the other group is, is very similar in that it starts with a belief system. There's a belief system around uh, being worthy of uh, a business to support them. And, and um, that, one is, um, that one is something that just, it, it, uh, it doesn't come from the analytical mind. It, it comes from a lot deeper. And so we, I bring in my experience with training camp to, to help heal and shift that. Um, and then from there, we create real tactical steps to get them there. We start with simple things like creating a perfect day. So if someone is working that nine to five job and they want to get out and they want to build a business, and they don't know how we start out by defining what would it look like if you were living that today? Um, one of the most important principles, I, I was a, a fitness coach for 15 years and then nutrition and then business coach and leadership coach. And so I have a huge amount of experience with goal setting. And what I've come to realize as I've gotten more experience in, in, in my own journey and witnessing with others is that what is the most, the most sticking of any goal is the feeling and the experience that it creates. So rather than creating a, a material goal around a, a number or, um, or, or, or an outcome even like, yeah, those are great. And those are useful in, in, in situations, but what is actually more powerful is how will you feel when you achieve that? How will you feel when you're living your perfect day? Because what we do then is we, we go into the experience and, and we actually start to pull out like, okay, this is what you defined. What if it looked like this? And then what we'll find is we'll find all, we're opening up their awareness and perspective to see like, oh, wow, I actually have access to a lot of my perfect day already. It's maybe a smaller shift than I thought. And so we start making these smaller shifts by expanding the options and the opportunities. Um, and we start, we, we basically just start the snowball rolling by, by giving those small wins. Um, when you're able to like make a minor shift and free up five hours of your day, two hours of your day, whatever it is, like someone that's passionate and driven to, to do that thing is going to be lit on fire. 
Um, and so sometimes my coaching, like in, with someone like that is just giving them the courage and not giving them, but bringing up the courage in them to just have a, a, cr a crucial conversation with a boss. I did this with someone just last week. He got with his boss and, and now he's doing a, a remote work arrangement three days a week. He's running his at home business during that time. And so like in, in one conversation, he was able to shift and create the perfect day at least three days a week. So he works out now and he's, he's got more time and, and his income didn't suffer. He's that valuable to the company and uh, was realizing that like most of us um, that are working in that 40 hour work week, if we really wanted to, we could get all that work done in half the time if we were still incentivized to do so. It's like the, the vacation mentality is like when you're going on vacation for a week, like that Friday is the most productive you will ever be because you don't want your phone ringing over that. You're just getting everything done and you're on fire. And so um, I, with, with that group, it's really just about uh, rooting in the emotions of what would it feel like to have that successful business that works for you, to have the freedom to do what you want and help the people that you want? What would that feel like? And then we start to find the other things that brings up that emotion. And so when you're, um, when you're, oh, don't go too deep into it, but when we talk about vibrations, when we're sitting at, at really low vibrations, it's really impossible to feel the, the, the gratitude and the love and the fulfillment um, if we're sitting in a lot of shame and guilt and burden, uh, but what we do is we allow them, um, to tap into some of that tap into finding gratitude in something really small. Um, I use gratitude practices with all of my clients. It's actually something, uh, the one that I love the most is what Anat told me. It's this idea of popcorn and gratitude where you just start with one thing and you think it in your mind, like, Oh, grateful that Matt asked me to be on his podcast today. And I, uh, that'll pop up and I'll just say, thank you. There's something really powerful to the resonance of the words, thank you. And then something else would be like, oh, and then Mark introduced me to Matt. No, oh, thank you, Mark. And I'm like, oh, uh, I was just hanging out with Mark with so-and-so. Thank you. And I'm like, oh, at this place, thank you for, and so like it just starts to pop and pop and pop like pop popcorn. And after 30 to 45 seconds to a minute, you're just feeling on top of the world. And we use really small, actionable things like that to get people in the shifts of perspective that, oh, maybe life isn't all that bad. Yeah, I, I'm maybe not there today, but I'm doing a lot of things great. And I've got these easy wins. And when they start doing that, the snowball starts rolling. And when that snowball starts rolling, um, frankly, it's just getting out of the way of it. Uh, and that's all I do as a coach is I get out of people's way. Once we get them in the right direction, whether it's the emotional healing um, or more on the entrepreneurial time side. It's like you get them rolling and you just get out of the way. And um, they go, most people in, in either case will go from pushing a sled uphill and this, this suffering and this um, like always like creating to-do lists and action plans and like always get trying to get more efficient. Um, but when we shift simple beliefs that are subconscious and we get some easy wins, it just creates this, massive momentum um so we just get them going and then there's also systems to all this i mean i've been running businesses for for 10 11 years now and so there's easy systems tracking the right things and um yeah 
reaching out to the right people, being on the right shows, talking to the right customer. Um, and so there is some, some tactical stuff to it, but none of that matters until we actually clear the space for them to think about themselves as the identity of someone who has a, who has a, a life of freedom or the identity of someone who has a, a, a beautiful, thriving business that works for them. And that identity work is something that's the most powerful. I mean, I did 10 years of personal self professional development in the adding layers and tactics. And that was very helpful and it was useful. It got me 1% more efficient in this 1% in that. I, I, I stacked habits all the time to where I was doing things well. Um, but when you really get down to it, it there's these deep things that are there. Um, I'm speaking for myself that were holding me back, keeping me stuck at these ceilings. And when I started removing those, peeling back the layers and removing those ceilings, it was like, it was like rocket ship. And then with all those habits stacked on top, it was like, oh, it can be easy. Um, so yeah, that's story answer. Hope yeah. that was the, the, <laughs> that was the answer awesome. you were looking for. <laughs> it was exactly what I was looking for, man. There's so much, so much gold in there. And it's awesome because, you know, you have experience in both of those worlds. You know, you've seen a lot of transformation. You've done it yourself. Um, and mm -hmm. so I've kind of seen it too in, in the same way. And I find it very fascinating because of the mindsets thing. I, I think mm -hmm. the most important thing is saying, you know, you don't um, continue until you create the identity of the person you want to become. And that needs to come from your heart and your soul and your spirit and your authentic mm -hmm. self. And that's the most important thing because otherwise you're building up an ego identity an ego life. And so when you get those things, it wasn't something that you truly desired. It was something that a part of you, maybe the shadow mm -hmm. self or however you want to phrase it, wanted it so people would view you a certain way. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, messed up like so if you just think about all these amazing artists and they made weird art you know or weird yeah. music and everyone's like that's weird and it's like yeah but i'm being myself and then they explored it and it became huge because they were just being authentic to themselves um mm -hmm. it's such an important thing and so what i'm curious about because i think it's the middle way Mm -hmm. I see some people out there where they want to experience success, uh, but they don't really want to work too hard. Like the, some of the millennials, I do believe, and, and just people in general, I don't mean to pick mm -hmm. on the millennials. Um, it's just easier <laughs> for them. Um, I do believe it's possible to have a degree of success with some sort of ease and fulfillment mm -hmm. with some sort of ease. And I also think that it's going to require you to show up to be able to problem solve, to overcome challenges. Mm -hmm. If you want to go to that next level, that's just been my experience. Maybe some people are able to do it without it. And so I'm curious, you know, when you're, if you're talking to somebody who's like a lot of the people that listen to this podcast, and I would say most of my audience is a nine to five and they got mm -hmm. a family and they're like, Hey man, I don't have a lot of time. I don't even know what I would do for business to automate it, to get that money because this mm -hmm. is the thing that pays the money. And I don't have a lot of time to think about that. But I always say like, I, I, one of my really good friends, it was his birthday. And uh, he said to me like, Hey man, I, um, I haven't done anything in a few years that I've been proud of, you know, we mm -hmm. kind of have a serious talk. And I was like, you know, we had a chat and I was like, dude, um, you know, what I think in my view is that we all are capable of whatever we set our mind to, um, especially if it's heart-based because the universe is going to work for us. Mm -hmm. If you can, 
dedicate a little bit of time to just first journaling and figuring out like, what would you do? Like the perfect day example is perfect. When I do the heart journey hypnosis, and I'm going to be doing a course just on that, because that process is the best that I know of so far of just hypnotizing someone to their heart, asking those certain questions. One of them is what does your perfect day look like? Nobody says go to work of the hundred plus people that have taken this. No one wants to say go to work more and they all want to do something of contribution. And so whether you have that successful person, it's a little bit easier for them to shift because they ha- they can they can have the resources to move there but at the mm-hmm. same time they have to let go of that oh you know what like maybe i was making this much money and i mm-hmm. and i need more and more so they mm-hmm. still have a letting go process to do and then on the flip side you've got someone that's working 9 to 5 they don't have a lot of extra cash to be going into business and they invested it and they fail they're going to say yo why'd you guys tell me to do that i got bills to pay and i didn't i wasn't successful in this business mm-hmm. and so I'm guessing if if you could add, or I'm asking if you could like have a roadmap of like, I totally agree. Once people get to that thing that they know is theirs, they're no matter what obstacle comes, they're going to be over be able to overcome it because that's what we can do as humans. We can overcome mm-hmm. anything. We don't need to know everything. We need to know yeah. what direction we want to go, and your resourcefulness, the universe, and other people will help you out if you're willing to overcome that obstacle. Mm-hmm. Whether it's I don't know finance, I don't know marketing, I don't know mm-hmm. this, but if you can choose a direction, and it's always if it's coming from your heart and soul, it's always of service to other people, which means it's inherently valuable, which means people will pay for it and they will be great for the service and so i'm just wondering if you have any tools and you can speak on that and and uh, yeah i'll just give you that one i got more but <laughs> yeah beautiful no i i love it and um the the first point i would make on that is is you, you started diving into this is when you follow your heart it's going to take courage because it likely doesn't make sense in your logical mind we've been following our, our ego and our inner critic and our shadow. We've been listening to that voice, those parts of us, many of us for a long time. And so that's what many people believe to be them. Like that's their identity. And the truth is, is that you also have, the heart has a voice and ultimately you want to be, you want to be at the point to where that's the voice that's leading the way. That's the voice you're, you're, you're following. And it's going to take courage initially that gut feeling, that intuition, that, that desire that you're feeling burning deep inside, that is your heart. And, uh, it's not going to be likely an easy first step. That first one is, is definitely, definitely the hardest because like any change, it's going to be stress. Stress is change. And you're likely going to have to clear space to make room for what you want. Um, that is actually something that um, is a principle that I wasn't present to until doing training camp is I was trying to layer on all these things and there just wasn't any more space. There wasn't any energy. There wasn't any bandwidth. So it's the clearing out. That's the process that most people are missing. And um, sometimes that means clearing out a job. Sometimes that means clearing out friendships or even family or romantic relationships or, or clearing out uh, hobbies or things that you spend your time on that don't serve you or that aren't in your heart. Um, and so it is likely going to take a shift that you won't like or your ego won't like today. Um, and that's the first acknowledgement that is that part isn't easy. What becomes easier 
is when you start taking the actions that are in line with your heart, you may actually be working harder, but it's towards a thing that feels so in alignment that you would, you would give everything to it. Um, you would put in the hours. And there is a period of, of time, I think what you said, like it's in this magic middle point that you're, you're feeling so fulfilled and, and fired up, but you're also, you're, you're, you're killing it for this, this thing, whatever this mission, this purpose is, and that's completely okay. There is, everyone is different, but we all get to, it's an ebb and flow. Like we'll, we'll swing too hard in one direction and then you, the pendulum has to swing back the other way. And that's, um, that's the part that I think a lot of people miss. And when I come into play, this, the pendulum has just swung so far in the direction of not focusing on themselves, their needs, their wants, their time, their energy. It's all about external. And then I swing them just back a little bit in this way. And they may swing too far. And they're like, oh, maybe too much freedom, too much travel. I want to focus on my business a little more. And so it's just a, it's a gradual finding, finding your center. Um, and that process of, of, of overcorrecting is going to happen. So you'll like, if, if you're talking to that person who's, who's um, working like 80 hour work weeks, like, like there will likely be like a, a swing to the other side where you give them a taste of freedom and they're like, Oh man, this is amazing. And they're, um, and then there may be a time where they're like, Oh, I got to make some income now. <laughs> and I got to find a way to make this a business. And then, maybe swing back. And, and so it's this process of finding center. And what um, I, I tell everyone is, is there's no wrong way to do that journey. It's just acknowledging that where are you in that phase? Like where, where, which way do you feel to be on that pendulum? And most people can answer very quickly. Like I need, I need a, a breath. Like I need to take a breath in, in a moment or it's like, I really need to grind and get my business going. And, and, and that answer is the heart. Like that, that's telling you what you need to be doing. It's just the courage to take that first step. And, and depending on where they're at will be very different steps. But um, the practice that you talked about journaling was the most impactful practice I've ever added. And, and somehow in 10 years, I, I never made that a consistent thing. And so what I do use my journal with primarily now is, is what I like to call creating the identity. Um, and so if, if the first thing that you do when you wake up is create the identity of the person you want to be. So um, in the case of, of this person, be like, what would a person, what would a person who I admire, who has the life that I have, like want to have, that I look up to, they have the business I want to have, they want the relationship that I want to have. This is called modeling. You find someone and, and they don't have to encompass all of them, but you find someone that has the ideal relationship. That's the ideal father or the ideal mother or the ideal business owner or the ideal play, like play person. Like I have that person in my life that I look to, a buddy of mine who's just like always like flowing and happy and smiling. I'm like, man, thank you. I needed to be reminded to have some fun today. Um, and so you find a model and then when you're creating your identity is like, you're just looking, you're like, okay, what would this person do in this situation? And so you're literally just modeling behavior. And if you don't have someone, you can imagine and say, what would the type of 
like what would it, the type of person be to do like so if i use the a simple example like um like like training um if i'm training for a marathon the type of person who wants to run a marathon or runs marathons will when they wake up um they're going to put their shoes on and then they're going to go out and they're going to go for a run even if it's a mile or, or whatever they may do slow they may do fast but they're going to go out and take the first step towards that um and so the the type of person that is uh you identify as a great father maybe that means oh they're going to make breakfast for their daughter every morning no matter what and like that's the type of identity i want to be and so i start journaling that and and i i journal who who i want to be and what happens is I start finding reinforcement for that. I'm like, yeah, I am doing it. That's exactly who I am. And then the other things just start to fall into place with, um, with the identity because it's um, the tactical stuff is what it's like, it's the conscious brain. It's the, it's the, what we're taught in school runs the show. And the truth is, is that that conscious brain is just following what the script is the script that you, you believe, the script that you, um, you were taught. And, and that's why I, a lot of the work I do goes deep into that, into the, the subconscious and this, this um, belief system that we got usually from mom and dad, um, sometimes coaches and teachers and culture and religion, but um, we learned this and that's running the show. And so when you can start changing the, subconscious and the identity with with journaling with affirmations um i do it all the time i i I am strong i am loving i am compassionate um i'm i'm kind i i play like whatever the thing is that resonates with you is just making that happen what happened with me is when i when i was doing it every day first thing when i woke up there was a time when my eyes would open and they would be running through my head and that's when i knew i was like who I am like all the other stuff all those belief systems that I had before of of I'm not enough or life has to be hard and and carry the weight and burden of others like that was replaced by something that served me and so like those like I don't even identify with that anymore and so that's why uh, I'm really passionate about talking to that side of the transformation because that that moves the needle more than the tactical things once you get aligned and you start following the heart, um, the tactical things are easy to add on because you're excited about doing them. But if you're just doing the tactical things that you think you should be doing, oftentimes it feels hard because either it's not in your wheelhouse, it's not in your zone of genius, or it's just not in the right direction. It's really not what your heart desires. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's certainly a process and, and it's, it, it helps. It very much helps to surround yourself with people or friends and, and just a community or a coach like yourself that reminds you because we're so quick to forget. We're so quick to forget like that true desire and we fall back to the old patterns. Um, and so that reminder um, is really, really important because um, We'll always forget what oh yeah i forgot i wanted that <laughs> so yeah um i i think i think it got a little bit in there 
What, what well, else? Was, what other follow-up questions we got? No, it's amazing, man. I just sit back and I listen, and uh, I was going to jump in a few times, and I didn't because I wanted you to keep going. <laughs> you know, if people just take that last 10 uh, minutes and apply it, mm. I understand from my own experience and from the people that I've coached that what you're sharing about identity and journaling, and you certainly taught something to me there when you expressed that. The mm. thing that I do in my journaling practice, I go, my life is ideal when. And I'm seeing all these things I want to create. And now like parts of those are the identity of that person. Mm -hmm. um, now I can add that more in and make it an even more empowering process. Because for me, the person I became and the, and the person I've lived this life, the things that I've done and what I've experienced is all from writing it down. That's the mm -hmm. only thing I did, you know, when I'm on podcast, like, how have you done all this stuff? And I was like, I wrote it down. And, you know, the challenge for me, I was on a, I was interviewed on a podcast today. I said the business side was a challenge because I was traveling and doing all these things. It wasn't, I was never writing it down. I was never trying mm -hmm. to be a business guy. I was never, mm -hmm. you know, focusing on that. I was focusing on the education side, the experience, the learning, the, mm -hmm. you know, going to Egypt, <laughs> snowboarding, you know, I'd write that. I want to snowboard every single day. That's it mm. freely. I don't want to have to work. And I figured that out and I wrote it down and that's all I did. And I became that person. And what you're talking about is, uh, you know, I recommend to everybody that I coach and everybody I talk to um, in this capacity, if we're talking about personal development is to read a basics of NLP book, have that in your library. It's so simple, the modeling process, and it's so powerful because the, all it is, like you said, it's like, we identify from the beliefs of our parents, from our culture, from our friends, from our society and things like that. And most of us end up living our lives that way, not realizing that our minds and our bodies and our spirits are adaptable and that we are these infinite beings that can literally create pretty well anything that we want. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and for you, for you, it's like, Oh, like, well, successful business, that's easy. You could fail and become homeless and create mm -hmm. a successful business mm -hmm. Not because you have the tactics, not because of any kind of skill, not because of your friends, because you understand how. And I have a like that identity of like, this is possible. You know what I mean? This is how I identify with it. And I have a friend who's unbelievably excess, successful. And he says the same thing. I could be broke tomorrow and I'd make mm -hmm. it all back because um, I learned, you know, who did I need to become? Because he wasn't always successful. You know, he was overweight and all this stuff. And now he's, he's definitely not. He's amazing. He's like, I, that's what he said to me. I need to figure out who did I need to become. And so I think it's beautiful. And you, you, I want to touch on one other part. I think that was so important because when you talked about the work, right? It's like, oh, the effort. When it is something that's aligned with your heart and your soul and your mission and something you believe in, it doesn't feel like work. Like mm -hmm. nothing that I've done in my life, like it, there is stuff, I'm not saying nothing, that's, that's definitely incorrect. Most of it is great, but I'll do like the, I don't like doing uh, all the blog stuff and all the tech stuff. Mm -hmm. It's annoying, especially when you produce how many podcasts that I have. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't enjoy that, but I do it because it's a part of the mission that I have. And I don't go, oh, I hate this. You know, mm -hmm. I turn on some tunes and I have a little dance and I'm like mm -hmm. spreading the vibe. You know what I mean? Now people are going to mm -hmm. know who Chris is. You know what I mean? Chris drops some bombs today. You know what I mean? And just like, you know, and I, I jiggle that out. And, and so it's that middle way, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. And, and mm -hmm. you're so correct with the identity part. It's, it's so important. So, you know, that, that last bit there was, was so important. And, and I learned a lot, even just from 
those examples and just letting it sink in. One of the things that I suggest to people and I think is super transformative is a night meditation of the person that you want. And so if you're waking up, what you talked about, you know, what are, what are most people waking up? They're waking up, their alarm goes off, they get their butt to work. They're, they're immediately in stress hormone. You can't be in freedom and love and enjoy and abundance. That's just a feeling. You know, some people can have almost any external experience and be in that feeling like your friend who's super fun um, or whatever the case is. And so, but that's going to create that back. We do live in a vibrational universe and I've had lots of weird people who talk about that kind of thing. Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dr. Bruce Lipton, they talk about the importance of going into this space to experiencing who you want to be. And I've seen it work time and time and time again for myself and for my clients. And they can explain it a lot better about why it works, but it's very fascinating because the same uh, parts of your brain will start firing off those emotional things. You're sending out a signal. I like Dr. Joe's reference saying that your thoughts are the electrical um, signal to the quantum field and your emotions are your magnetic um, signal to the quantum field. And so actually now that I'm on a rant here, um, uh, there's an amazing book by Yogananda called Scientific Affirmations. And the, the, what he writes in that book, he says, the reason why most people's affirmations do not work is because there is no will behind them, no spiritual will. And I, I share it like this. Um, let's say it's like, I want a successful business and you want to write down, like, I want to make $50,000 a month or a year. That's fine. Start there, but it eventually get more refined. It doesn't matter what it is because what you want is the freedom. How would it, I want to be a person of freedom. I want to be a person who can spend lots of time with my daughter. You could be the CEO for a company, make tons of money and never have time with your family. That, that might not be ideal. Maybe you love it and that's perfect for you. And that's great too, but it's just figuring out the thing that you want, because mm -hmm. just like the client that you worked with, you're like, Hey man, do you know you could shift this? You know what I mean? It starts with your mind and then doing an action. He could have said no, but he could have done, he would have just kept at it and shifted it in maybe another week, maybe another mm -hmm. month, maybe another three months, but people get stationary. And so Yogananda says, you're not adding any spiritual will. So you say, you know, I am a person of freedom and abundance, or I uh, desire this car, or I am a successful business owner. I mm -hmm. have a healthy body. To the electromagnetic field, you say it and there's no will, there's no energy, there's no emotion. It might register like 0.1 out of, you know, mm -hmm. thousands. Mm -hmm. But if you imagine the person, the woman whose car just got in an accident and, and there's childs in there, there's, there's a recording of events of women literally lifting cars mm -hmm. and from burning cars to save their kids. They go over there. They don't think about, you know, what they can squat, what they can deadlift, what's happening. All they know is move that car. Their brain and their consciousness can't even fathom. You know what I mean? They can't, mm -hmm. they're just, they're like, I, I have to try. And they're not even thinking that I can't, they're all they're thinking. It's not is, even try. Yeah. It's, it's like, I'm doing it. Yeah. Exactly. One thing <laughs> I am doing this. There's nothing else. It's so linear, so powerful. And imagine the spiritual will engaging that. That's something like universal, powerful, um, and omnipresent 
for all of us, but we're walking around in these little tiny fields. It's like, we're not opening up that thing because we've been taught to really suppress our emotions, really gear down, not to kind of go out of line. Don't get too excited. You know, one of the things I love to do when I'm in the forest and, and in the mountains, and I don't do it as much here. So I just, just do it and let people let me think I'm weird. I do it in some spots, but I just yell as loud as I can, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and just like, when's the last time you yelled with everything you had <laughs> and imagine you're yelling of like bringing forth your desires, just going like, so now if you take your desires and your affirmation list and your goals and time with my family, freedom, successful business, and you're like, whoa, and you just add magnitude of spiritual will, right? Mm-hmm. That's a signal being sent mm-hmm. out to the quantum field. Boom. Okay. And so that's what Yogananda is saying. You got to mm-hmm. do it with that emotion. That's the spiritual will. That's mm-hmm. your essence making a request to the quantum field. And it's not one time. Over and over and over and over again. Give yourself a 90-day cycle to do anything. Just make it, a like you said, with the journaling, it, it will rewire the brain. It'll rewire your emotions. It'll rewire your thoughts. It'll rewire your experience. Just pick one tiny thing, your health, finances, whatever it is, and you do a little bit each day. You set up your mental wiring, um, your affirmations, your spiritual will, all that together. You'll experience tremendous results. We just get sidetracked so quickly. We get... Uh, Dr. Joe will talk about being addicted to those emotions of whether they're negativity or all these uh, things that we're doing that aren't so great. We get addicted to those emotions. We stay in that pattern. So it really does require that courage to start that first step and accountability, maybe a mentor or a coach for a bit or a friend who's going to keep you accountable. It really helps because even a lot of people will come to me for coaching. They're like, yeah, man, I'm thinking about coaching. And I say, you should, if you care about people, and you're willing to listen to them and help them to the best of your ability, you know, you qualify as a coach. Ideally, you're going to do research and you're going to become a great coach and you're going to learn all that stuff. I think that's important. But 90% of people, probably more, don't have anyone in their life that's listening to their ideas, that's supporting them. So it's like, if you're going to be that person and you dedicate so hard to their success and you, you care, that's great because they probably don't have that and learn the things that need, they need help with. And it's a, a powering experience. So I'm going to leave it at that and just see if you wanted to comment or if there's anything specific that you wanted to touch on today, because you know, you've, you've definitely done a lot and, and this has been awesome. Thank you. Thank you, man. And, and that was, that was a, a beautiful rant. I took a lot from that and um, I'm actually going to write down the title of that because I haven't read that one, but what you said was so powerful and anchoring in the emotions, in the experience of it. And actually something that we use all the time that, that Mark teaches and talks about is this, this slowing down and using the other tool, uh, similar to journaling. One of the most powerful things I've done is taking a breath. We did it before. Oh, you're like, let's take a breath together. Let's, let's center in that practice of just taking a breath allows yourself to, to not be distracted it brings you back to what's really there and the experience that you're actually having um the yeah i mean (laughs) i was actually going to share a funny story we said there may be a wild funny story and ironically mark england is involved so i was going to drop some (laughs) wisdom but i think this is this is a fun thing to do so you were talking about that the screaming out loud in in the forest yeah we're living here in, in, in San Diego, California, and I, I have been known to, to do some, some meditations and some primal and emotional releases, and I was doing this one particular one, 
and there was something there, like there was something that needed to get out. And I was like growling and roaring. And then I was just screaming and like beating on the bed. And, um, and this is all just like releasing what's there. I'm letting my body do its thing. And, and afterwards I'm just feeling so great and powerful and like something just moved through me. Um, and no judgment around what it was. It was like, boom, that was, that was exactly what I needed. And I come out and Mark is just there shaking his head. He was at the house at the time. And he goes, so for the last 20 minutes, the cable guy has been outside working uh, <laughs> across the street. And he kept having to come over to his truck. And he's like, he actually got in his van and he moved it to the other side of the street because you... He, he was so concerned. He actually didn't want to be in the presence of whatever was happening in this house because my window's facing right out here to the street. And um, yeah, so scared, scared the hell out of the cable guy. But um, yeah, it was just, uh, it, it was such a, a powerful experience. And we, when we let go of the judgments and most of them are ourselves judging ourselves. Like we're just like, oh, shouldn't do this. Like, oh, this isn't acceptable. And it's that box that you talked about, that making yourself small and, and, and keeping everything down. But uh, that full expression of yourself, the full expression of your body and your emotions is one of the most fulfilling things and practices that you can do. And just allowing, allowing yourself to be free, free in your mind, free in your body, free in your soul. Um, and uh, it's, it's a journey and it's it's uh there there are practices and journaling and breathing and meditation that all i'll get you there and the, the best advice i can give is is to take that courageous first step to towards your heart take take the thing that you know you need to do and oftentimes it's it's having a difficult conversation or it's clearing some space in your life or clearing people in your life and while you will never know what's on the other side of that, that unknown being so scary, like that's the fear why we don't do it. And that's where courage comes in. We'll never know what's on the other side of it. And in my experience, the other side of following your heart is always much more amazing than I have even imagined. And it was all fear first courage taking a step for it and then opening up the universe opening up all these gifts and all these magical like just things i couldn't even expect because i just surrendered to it i i asked the universe and i told the universe with my journaling and story work i call it command and surrender i commanded what i want i asked i said i like this is the thing and i was specific and then i just surrendered to how it was going to come um, and it's always better than i expected uh, and it continues to be. Um, yeah. Bro, that's amazing. Those are, those are incredible gems there. I don't know if you know the, have you ever read or do you know about Charles Hanel? No. Uh, no. Charles Handel, uh, what the heck? I forget the title of the book. It's a law of attraction book. Okay. Uh, the Master Key System. Bingo. Okay. Uh, awesome, good, awesome book. He's a 31st, 30, 33rd degree Freemason. And uh, mm. what do you, and, studying a lot of uh, like how to manifest right how to mm -hmm. how to like how do we manifest uh, like anything or our desires or whatever the case is mm -hmm. and you can look up tons of studies on visualization tons of studies on meditation and what you just shared there was like the that ultimate knowledge that i've heard everybody say it's just very hard to do sometimes mm -hmm. from our 
programming of saying, mm -hmm. this is what I want universe and surrender. So I want to ask you a question because this is a great topic. Um, and this is where I'm curious about the mastery piece of it. Everything I've ever read on this says you need to write down what you want or be specific about what you want. Mm -hmm. Then you need to let the universe do it because it can bring it to you in a way like your mind can only think about like one or mm -hmm. two ways. Like universe, this is where we're thinking. Yeah, exactly. universe is here. It's yeah, got all it can, the options. In, you know, it knows all the languages. It could grow mm -hmm. in the trees. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. So you let it do its thing. And so let's say um, the where I get challenges, like um, how much do I let the universe, like when you say command and surrender, such a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and the specific mm -hmm. thing, that's where I, I wonder sometimes I'm like, should it be very specific? Like, let's say it's finances, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I want to grow a business. I'd like, you know, I'd like to make a hundred thousand dollars a month. What I've heard is like, it, you know, you could probably scale that up to whatever you want. The universe doesn't care because it's, mm -hmm. it's infinite. Um, yeah. or do you just say like, Hey, I want to live in abundance. And it's a little bit vague. Like, do you know what I'm, do you know what I'm trying to say? Cause sometimes I don't know if I should be specific and, and, or be more vague and let the universe bring it back in some sort of way. So I'll give you an example. One of one of my prayers that I'll say a lot is um, I want to be around the most kind, authentic, wise, empowered people of ser of service to humanity, working on um, the the largest, most beneficial projects of service to all. So that's vague as shit. Darn, I swear. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and so that's super, <laughs> that's super vague. And I have ways that like I embody that. So the podcast mm -hmm. is one of those steps mm -hmm. where I can make this step. And, you know, I could say maybe I want a million downloads a month or something like that. Or so some of it's vague and something specific. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you could just maybe give me some coaching on that. It could be around abundance. It could be around the specific desires or wherever. Definitely. Um, the, the first thing is, I get always get specific and, and there's examples of uh, no matter how you manifest, there's examples of it all working. Like if you're committed to it and it's aligned, but when it comes to the command and surrender principle, I get specific around the feeling that I want. And so like, it's what would I have if I were making a hundred thousand dollars a month? Like what would that actually bring me? Cause it's not the, it's not the digital number in my account when I log in, cause that's not even real. It's like, okay, what would a hundred thousand dollars a month of income mean to me in my life? Would it be experiences? Would it be more time? Would it be, I could buy the most extravagant meals or, or have the, the car or the, maybe I do want this amazing house on the, on the hillside looking the, overlooking the ocean. So what is the thing that you'll actually have? And, and then what's the experience and the emotion behind it? Oftentimes, it boils down to, to joy, happiness, feeling love, feeling satisfied with our life, feeling grateful, um, just feeling of purpose. And so more often than not, the universe is going to send us things that start ingraining that before the hundred thousand dollars is there. In fact, I guarantee it um, because you're going to get a, a version of it. That's actually better for your highest and greatest than just if someone were to give you a hundred thousand dollars. And so that's the first thing is, is I get specific about the feelings and then I just allow the rest to happen. But even if we were to get specific and we were to say like, okay, it's the, it's the, the million dollar, the, the Jim Carrey example, wrote himself a check for a million dollars. Um, that's very specific. But what he didn't say is like, I'm writing a check for a million dollars for this movie 
playing this role and like what happened was he just he started going on his career and he would do movies that would get him towards that and and he eventually manifested i think it was dumb and dumber ace venture or something but he got paid a million dollars oh it was the mask okay I've been telling this story all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the last dude, I do that all the time. I remember the gist of the story and all the details are screwed. You know what I mean? That's it. <laughs> I, that, that's a perfect example of the universe right there. It doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter the, the, the how of what it gets there. But what is important though, is that as we're surrendering, we also surrender the ego of where we are today, mainly not be the person that may not be the identity that's going to get us that thing and so the surrender is maybe it won't happen with the podcast maybe it won't even be this business maybe there'll be something that will come your way that will light you up so much and take you to another level maybe it's in something completely different 10 years ago matt i was a i was a fitness coach and that was my identity i was a personal trainer five years later i identified as a business owner Soon after that, I identified as a coach and an entrepreneur. And so my identity was shifting. Um, and it was because I was starting to listen to the universe and what was coming at me. And now I'm actually discovering that the, the commanding the identity and the feeling actually comes first. Um, I was forming my identity around what was showing up in my life. but um, And that got me to a point. But now I'm actually deciding where I want to go and what I want to have. And, and, the, and the perfect day exercise is, is an amazing example of that because it gets you realizing that the things that we often write down, the specifics um, are usually coming from a place other than the heart. They could be coming from something you, you just said you uh, like something maybe growing up, you said you wanted, or it was this thing that stuck, or maybe your friend has one, or maybe it's, just a, just a drive to have a feeling around what this thing will be. And, and a lot of times it's not the, the heart that's, that's guiding that. And so if we, if we allow ourselves to write the day and then not be committed to um, like if, if, if my perfect day was I'm, I'm going to move my body for, for an hour in the morning I'm going to do some sort of physical activity. I'm not saying I have to do uh, 10 minutes of stretching and I'm going to do kettlebell circuit for this. I'm going to do a CrossFit workout here. I'm going to go for a run. Like that's very tied to like creating this box of what you think you should do. Um, and same thing with the business. Uh, even if it means working on the business for X amount of hours of day, be open to the idea of what working on the business actually is. And when you um, start to get clear around your alignment and also your zone of genius, like what you do better than everyone else and just comes natural and flow state to you. Um, this is actually an example of one of my zones of geniuses is, is this. Um, and I love doing it. It lights me up. When you start doing those things, you start craving more of the feeling that you get from it and you do more things that will be in line with what you should be doing. Should being from like a, a deep place, not for should from like what other people say you should be doing. Um, sort of a, sort of a, a general answer to that, but I believe so much in that principle. 
of, of, of following the heart and then being okay with how it shows up. Like an example of a relationship, maybe you, you, you talk about all the feelings you get when you're with someone, but it's not the color hair they have. It's not, um, it's not the, the career that they have or it's this or that. It's the feeling you get when you're with someone and the experiences that you guys have together. And maybe a part of it is their, their personality and identity, but maybe they speak a different language. Maybe that's not even that important to you. Maybe I want to, maybe I learned Spanish because I meet a Colombian. I don't know. Um, so it's, it's being open to those things. So you get clear about the details that are, are truly important to your heart and the heart doesn't care about money. So rarely it's a money number <laughs> or things. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's the take that I have on it. Um, and I'll go back to it. It's, it's always better than I imagine it to be, um, when I, when I allow it to be. Mm -hmm. That's amazing, man. All of that was so fantastic and your distinction between command and surrender and, and going to that feeling it's congruent with everything that i've read and studied and believe in but you put it in a way for me then I, I helped a like a more of an understanding so i know i need to connect with emotion but the way you phrased it it just kind of put it in a new way and it's so important and again the doc the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza, the work of uh, Bruce, Bruce Lipton's, every book I've read on manifestation says the same thing. How are you going to feel? Now, mm. if you can get to that space, and one thing I like to add to people is like, you can get to that space of completion and fulfillment for where you are in the process. Because some people, you might be 18, you might be 21. Um, you're going to get to that space eventually. You need to experience life. You know what I mean? And so wherever you are now, you want to take that next step. Your, your highest joy right now might be to master a skill or a sport or a trade or business or whatever the case is. So if you can be there with full contentment, you're going to be manifesting as you go along. And it's those emotions that are going to allow you to steer you in the direction of your own choosing, creating life on purpose and seeing the universe respond to your emotional state, to your will. And I love this because it's such an empowering conversation saying, hey, this is possible. This is your will. And it's in the Bible. It's in all spiritual texts saying, ask and it is given. You know, this is possible. This is your divine right as a human here. Um, you can do this. And, you know, I... Um, I don't believe in some, you know, the traditional um, stories like of Catholicism, you know, and the mm. whole end of it. And if you're Catholic, that's totally great. Um, I'm not saying it's not correct. What I'm trying to share is that the book and the teaching, I like to say this lightly because most people aren't, but some people are. And I don't know, maybe that's the truth. Mm -hmm. But I know people who are religious and Catholic. They have made incredible success and in that they've experienced incredible success in their life from unwavering faith. I don't. And so what I'm trying to share is I don't believe that story to the end. Like, I don't think it's, you know, the, how they did describe it to me. You know what I mean? Cause it needs to be one specific thing mm -hmm. and everybody else that is not included. I don't believe that at the, cause I always go really, really deep with them. Right. But I'm curious. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how have you gotten this success? And I, and I see it's, they say, you know, I, I, I was lost. I became religious. Mm -hmm. I started going to church and mm -hmm. God saved me. And then I was massively successful and they have 100% faith in God. And that's the thing. It's faith in the universe. However, you experience that. And ideally it's just inclusive to all. So um, anybody can transform. Anybody can tap into this. And it's what it is, is that was a form for their belief to go to hundred percent. You must 
uh, show up require that belief, faith, and surrender. They're like, I believe so much in the universe. I believe so much in myself. I believe so much in God. I believe so much in my ability to manifest. I believe it's my right. And it's an unwavering belief. And I've heard so many different religious people from different um, experiences. And actually, I had a really deep conversation with one of my friends uh, part wife, she's really religious. She grew up in a really religious family. And uh, it got to that point. She's like, all of my success is from God. And she has, she's massively successful. And I'm like, yeah, I can believe that. And she went through the story. And, she, and I was like, I was like, but she's at the point where there's only one, it's got to be the Christian God. Right. And I was like, mm. you know, I've heard people say the exact same story, but, but <laughs> the, the, the exact same belief, but their story was different. Their God was different. And she was just like, really? And it kind of blew her mind for a second because she's, mm-hmm. she, her whole upbringing and culture was one mm-hmm. way. And so she's like, what, like another God could do that. And so that's mm-hmm. me seeing two, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not saying like what you're doing is right for you, but that principle of the God force of the mm-hmm. universal force is applicable mm-hmm. and accessible by everyone. It is our right for mm-hmm. being here to activate that and to engage in that. Absolutely, man. And, and I'm glad you brought that up. And it's funny because I have these exact same conversations. I went from raised Catholic to completely apathetic and agnostic and, um, and then having experience that made that presence undeniable and it doesn't matter what you call it to be to be honest but but there is a presence of something greater than ourselves and it's working for us it's not working to us and and when when i have these conversations what what i always say is like the deeper i go the more i understand there is a a one universal story that's been told in a thousand dialects by billions of people and that's it we're telling the same story. Um, and the story is that we can co-create with this universe, this God, and we can have everything that we want because that's what we're here for. That's what we're on this planet to do is, is, is to live our, our, our highest and greatest life. And, and when you understand that life isn't against you, but all these things that are happening, they're happening for you. That was actually advice that my, my, my mentor and not gave me um, when I was going through the thickest of the thick and the most painful relationship um, last year with my wife and we were deciding to separate and I felt just crushed by the world. And she said, I know it's hard right now, but she's like, if you can get to the point to where you can start saying, thank you. Thank you for this happening to me. Thank you for this showing up in my life. The sooner you can say thank you and, and rep it, rep it, rep it, rep it, the sooner the gift of it will show up. And I went through the, the, the thickest, hardest two months of my life during that time when, my, when this relationship was, was transitioning. But as soon as I started saying thank you, I started seeing the things differently. I started seeing where I wasn't showing up the way I desired in that relation. It was no longer me as the victim or, or the woe is me story. It was, it was like, okay, so, so now I have this opportunity. Like I've learned so much from this relationship and I've become the man that I wanted to be because of this person and the challenges and the, and, and the grit of the working through all this. Like this was my growth partner for 10 years thank you for that opportunity. Like, thank you for everything you showed me and gave me and it led me to this point. And now I'm on the other side of that and I have an incredible partner who is everything that I desired. 
And if I had stuck to the story of the universe is happening against me, I would have never gotten to that point. And that's the truth is I would have been stuck in the shame and the, and the guilt and the sorrow and the sadness that would never been able to experience the other side. And so that advice has literally changed my life in, in the times where we feel like everything's getting piled on us or we're, 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 or, or things are happening to us. People are happening to us. Mean people and the job, losing the job and the, like saying thank you and looking for the gift, expecting the gift, knowing that the gift is going to show up, that it may not be a day. It may not be a week, but next year, five years, 10 years from now, you're going to look back at that time and you're going to say, thank God, thank universe for that happening because it's led me to where I am today. Part of my story I didn't share, Matt, was that during that time of self-sabotage and, and, and misery and unhappiness, and I was gaining weight and, and I was just breaking my body. Um, I also was, was driving all my decisions by ego. I went into half a million dollars of, of business and credit card debt um, because I, I thought I had to push so hard and, and drive this thing up. And, and that was enough pain to, to realize and recognize what I was doing. And I started saying thank you for that. I started saying thank you for this massive amount of debt that I, that I acquired. And what happened is, is that I was able to learn the lessons from it so much quicker. I, I was able to take the gold from it rather than just saying like, oh, whoa, this is all happening to me. And in a very short amount of time, I was able to pay off almost entirely in, in just over a year of that amount because I learned what it was trying to teach me for so long, but I was ignoring. It was the moment I, I said, thank you for that. Thank, thank you that that happened to me. I was able to see there was something better for me and that that was the most valuable lesson I could have been given is to make decisions from the heart rather than from the ego where I was. And that's a lesson I would have paid 10 times for, as much for. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. That's amazing. I'm so glad yeah. that we were able to get to the point where you shared that story. That is incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. And this interview and this conversation has been beautiful. You know, I consider you to be a new friend. I'm so grateful mm -hmm. that the podcast allows me to meet people like you, just authentic people sharing their story, sharing their experience, trying to help others, um, sharing so candidly. And, and there's so much lesson from that, you know, we can all go through that and learn that and know that there's, you know, there's, there's something that we can do, whatever crap we're going through, you know, it's like there is light on the other side and, and processes and tools and ways that someone has gone through. So my uh, gratitude for you, man, and, and sharing so candidly and, and for the work that you're doing and you're choosing to do. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share? to say, um, or anything you wish that I'd asked, um, for this interview before we close it off. Oh man. Um, no, man, you're an incredible host. You really are. You, you, and you've got a great message and I'm absolutely going to have you on my show when I relaunch it. Um, the, the advice that, that I, I would love to close with is, um, something that resonates so true for me is that this, this life that we've all been gifted with is, is a gift and we can do whatever we want with it. Um, and 
the more the the more and the, the sooner we realize is that this is all ours. It's our responsibility. It's our gift. It's our opportunity. The more we can start having everything that we want. And it starts by aligning with our heart. And it starts by learning to love and respect ourselves first. Because the truth is, is no matter what happens in our life, the only guarantee we have is that we're going to be with ourselves until the day that we die. And so get okay get more than okay with what's in here, with what's in, in here, in your heart, in your head. And when you get okay with that, when you start to accept and love all those parts of yourselves that you held shame around, there was no way I could have talked about having a half a million dollars in debt uh, two years ago when I was running a business and finance podcast. And uh, there's no way I could have been okay. There was so much shame and guilt around that. But the lightness that I feel with it now allows me to move on and to get what I needed out of that and then to move on with my life. So whatever story your listener, what listener that's, that's listening is still tuning in at this point, whatever story that you're telling yourself at this point in your life, it is completely valid. It's what you learned. And because you learned it, you can also unlearn it and relearn something completely new. And that new can be whatever you want it to be. But it starts with the choice and the courage to take that step forward. So go do it. I feel like I was just sitting front row of a sermon, my friend. You know what I mean? <laughs> Praise Jesus, bro. I, I totally. Praise Jesus. <laughs> that was so eloquently mm. put, man. Um, where can people find more about you if they want to dive deeper, if they want to do a training for this. So I've got to get to one of those. I've had a mm, knot on, yeah. I've had you on, I've had blood. So on mm -hmm. England. So I'm definitely going to have to experience one. Yeah. All, all of which people have changed my life tremendously. So, um, so right now, best way to find me personally is on Instagram. That's really the only place I'm, I'm active or pseudo active. Um, Chris Marhefka on Instagram um, to work with me training camp for the soul is it, it's been the most impactful thing I've done in my entire life. I work for it now. I'm obviously biased, but, um, if you're interested and, and you, you've, you've appreciated this conversation, what I've been sharing, the learning that I've had in my story, uh, training camp for the Uh, in fact, I do personally, all of our discovery calls. Um, it's, it's something that I'm incredibly passionate about and love to do. And so if you sign up for, if you apply and sign up for a discovery call, you'll talk to me personally. Um, and then on the, uh, on the entrepreneurial side, if, if you're, if you're stuck in your business and you're, you're, you're drowning and, and you want to earn your, you want to have your life back, you want to earn your time back and, and really find some fulfillment in the business you've created. I mean, uh, same thing, uh, reach out to me on, on Instagram and, uh, I've got discovery calls for that as well. So, yeah, I love doing both. And they're, they're, they're both exactly what light me up every day is, is, is guiding people to their heart and giving them the freedom that they deserve, whether or not they know they're worthy of it. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Amazing, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for your work. I look mm. forward to staying in touch. And uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. This has been great. 
Hey guys, I hope that you enjoyed that episode of the show. If you do want to support getting the word out there, please share this, leave a review in iTunes, go to mattbailier.com, sign up for the email list. You can also become a patron if you go to patreon.com forward slash mattbailier or join the Mastermind Body and Spirit Academy. And when you do, you'll get access to the amazing Soul Compass course. I would love to have you there getting your feedback your questions and just making the academy the exclusive content the course even better with your feedback and during this time we're doing a pay as you want so just hit me up matt belair or matt at zenathlete.com or dm me on instagram or anywhere and let me know what you can afford um, and happy to get that course and have you in the academy and it also supports the show so i can keep doing these and uh, bringing you the best guests and information possible so thank you so much for listening to this i hope that you are well safe and happy and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.